I'm Audrey Hollenberg Duffy. And I'm her husband, Tim Hollenberg Duffy. We are a married couple doing pastoral ministry together under the faith umbrella of Anabaptism and Radical Pietism, more specifically in the Church of the Brethren, and most importantly, for Jesus. We've always enjoyed chats about faith life because we found in each other a companion that gets us, even when it doesn't feel like we fit in the boxes of American life or mainstream American Christianity. We believe the Church is crucial to faith and practice, and yet also accept that religious institutions are crumbling. We believe being disciples of Jesus Jesus rarely fits a pre-made container. So join us for our meanderings as we try to find a faithful Jesus way forward. Welcome to this episode of Coffee with the Pastors, the podcast. We're continuing in this series on Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving in the past, Thanksgiving in the present, Thanksgiving in the future, and we'll be sitting in the present today, which is going to be really nice. We'll ground ourselves right where we are, huh? Sounds good. <laughs> But before we do that, as always, we ask the question of one another, where have you seen God recently? So, Audrey, where have you seen God recently? I saw God recently when we got to spend some time with our kids' grandparents and the looks on their faces when they caught sight that their grandparents were near was really nice. And it reminds me not only the gift that is family, but also intergenerational relationships and how important they are. I'm so grateful that my kids have wonderful relationships with all of their grandparents. And they even have a couple great grandmas that they have relationship with. I just think it's so important. And the fact that also these relationships are ones of faith, communicate something important too. Seeing God recently is the gift of family and the extension of faith that happens in those relationships. That sounds like gratitude. Yeah. We're going to get to that later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Tim? I was thinking about, um, I've been teaching this class on Monday nights, bringing together some of our community tutoring kids and a couple of our Sunday morning church kids to do a class uh, in the Kids as Peacemaker curriculum, which was a curriculum that On Earth Peace put out several years ago, just to introduce children and younger youth to kind of some basics of peacemaking. And so I've got this nice little group of, of kids who have been working on that, and we got to this moment after talking about roots of conflict and they had each created their own country with different abilities and resources and they all had a certain streak of selfish intent and it was like yep this is the way the world works and then we moved into some other topics and the challenge of of thinking about so what really does world peace look like and they got all these conflicting countries that they just created. Uh, I don't know if it was an aha moment, but a, an enlightening kind of moment that said, when God's in this world, we can do it differently. Mm. And it was it was just kind of a neat, neat moment to see and make some connections. So with that, we're going to talk about gratitude in the present mm -hmm. today. Uh, last time we talked about how we express thanksgiving for our roots yeah. and what has come before and this concept of being thankful for uh, ancestors and lineage and 
origins and, and those kind of things. And today we're going to talk about putting your roots down right in the moment where you're at. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is a helpful compliment because we can get nostalgic mm. in a way that makes it so that we can't appreciate where we currently are. And that's kind of the dark side of gratitude for the past. Mm-hmm. Part of why it's important to have gratitude for the present is that so you can actually be in the present moment yeah. and recognize the importance of where you are and not have a grass is greener mentality mm-hmm. uh, where you are constantly thinking over there is better or back there was better. Mm-hmm. There's something important to being grateful for the current moment that you have. Yeah, because they're certainly good. You just might be swallowed up in other things sure. and not able to rest in that. Right. Which is one of the reasons we practice this where is God in all of this question as right. you went right into something that you're grateful for in the present moment and opening our eyes up to see what God is doing now. It would be a bit... Uh, well, it would just be bad theology to think that God can only be in the past and can't work now. Right. Even yeah. if it's different. I think there's also a reality that our present is fleeting. Mm. You never get a moment like this again. And, you know, they tell you that as parents of young kids that enjoy it while it lasts. Everyone keeps telling you that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's helpful. <laughs> To think about the fact that, you know, things might be hard in the moment. We're dealing with a young one that doesn't want to sleep. (laughs) And so that's hard. But there are also moments of just immense joy in watching both of our kids learn new things and play. And so those are the moments, you know, when, when we're just having fun as a family that I do feel myself abiding in the present moment, Mm -hmm. knowing that this will not always be like this. Mm -hmm. There will come a time maybe when our kids don't want to play with us. I know. So I'm going to soak it up while I get it. Right. Um, So there's some of that mentality in terms of having gratitude for the present moment is to just look around, stop, be present in that moment and, you know, notice what is special about it that you might not have going into the future. In addition to that, you're also not promised tomorrow. It could be like a dark thought, but at the same time... Well, yeah, promised tomorrow or promised the same tomorrow, whatever it is, tomorrow's going to be its own thing. Yeah. Don't worry about tomorrow. you got enough worries about today, right? That's right. That's what Jesus says about it. And you got enough to be grateful for today, too. There's opposite side to that coin exactly. <laughs> in Jesus' advice that don't put all of your thoughts in what you're going to accumulate tomorrow or where you're going to send your kids off to college or uh, where you're going to celebrate whatever milestones somewhere down the line. There's something to be grateful for right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so don't put yourself in the past. Don't put yourself in the future all the time. Mm-hmm. But ground yourself in the moment, see what's there, and be grateful. Mm-hmm. How do we do that? Yeah, so I think one of the things that have become increasingly important to us, or we recognize its importance, is specific, intentional, immediate expressions of gratitude. And by that, I think we mean someone does something helpful, meaningful, thoughtful, and 
our response to that action needs to be immediate in terms of recognizing it, expressing what exactly about that was so significant. There's a couple ways I think to do gratitude for what happens now. And, and one of those is to have regular rhythms of gratitude. And so in the church, sometimes, you know, we might think about a church calendar year and a budget cycle and a business cycle where, you know, at the end of a calendar year, you have people coming off of leadership roles and people stepping into leadership roles. And so we might use those specific opportunities to thank those that have served the church as they're stepping out of leadership roles and then kind of inaugurate people into new roles. And I think those are really helpful rhythms Mm -hmm. to kind of mark time and recognize the good work that people have been doing. But they need to, those kind of regular rhythms also need to be balanced with gratitude throughout the year. (laughs) So, you know, if a, a committee puts on something for the church, an event or something like that, that just has clearly lightened the hearts or mm-hmm. was particularly meaningful for the congregation to go to those persons of that committee at that time and mm-hmm. say, this was so meaningful. And, and this is why. And this is why this just made us feel joy together. And, you know, that's really important because... We should be able to be joyful together as people of God. To say it in that moment is really important because then it doesn't feel like a performative Mm -hmm. gratitude, but it's specific and intentional. That can be the problem of regular rhythms of gratitude is that they become an obligation rather than specific. And it should be the, those more performative things should create a rhythm. Right. A habit. A habit, yeah. Of expressing gratitude, not to be the sole expression. Which is, I mean, Thanksgiving, therefore, is a is a good thing. We yes. should have a day set aside to think about thanks, right? And giving thanks to, to God for what we have or one another. It's a good habitual thing. Yes. <laughs> However. Yes. And it, it done right and well should then create a regular attitude of Thanksgiving, throughout the year. It shouldn't be one or the other. Yeah. These are kind of, these are complementary things where regular rhythms and intentional set aside times when you know you're going to be asked to be thinking about gratitude, mm-hmm. but then also recognition in a specific moment that I feel grateful for what just mm-hmm. happened mm-hmm. and then to express that in that moment. It, it feels like today we're in a bit of a moment when we're really trying to have meaningful work in the church for ages we've just been doing stuff because somebody started it (laughs) (laughs) and so we've been perpetuating and some of those things have meaning but maybe it's been lost meaning and we're trying to imbue it with new meaning or people uh, are contemplating the places where they're putting a huge amount of their time and work and they're wondering what what is this actually doing? And I think this practice of Thanksgiving can provide a bit of a remedy to that kind of attitude right now as mm. as well, to be more specific about the impact mm. that your work, your efforts are having on your community, on your company, on your congregation. I don't know. Otherwise, I think people are 
doing the task rote without meaning. And it's kind of eaten, eaten us all up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, part of what I think you're saying is that a big part of giving gratitude is making meaning yeah. of action and activity. Oftentimes when we make positive meaning of something that has had an actual impact on me as an individual or as a community, we're also then inviting that person to keep doing it because it's meaningful. Yeah. And so that reinvigorates them for the work that they do going forward. Mm-hmm. Back over the pandemic, it was right at the beginning where we were really struggling with finding good things in our day. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember this. At night, right before we'd go to sleep, it was kind of like our where is God practice on this podcast where we would have to we would name something good that we saw in the day because we just felt overwhelmed with bad. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a piece of gratitude in hard moments in the present. We might feel like there's nothing good to name. Mm-hmm. And so there, there also may be practices of gratitude in the present where it is performative to a certain degree until you start noticing that there is still good things happening around you. Mm-hmm. Putting on gratitude glasses and sometimes maybe forcing yourself to find something, even if it is as simple as like, I wore a shirt that was my favorite color today. <laughs> and that's all you can find for that day. <laughs> it Those were dark days. They were dark days. <laughs> But that practice made it so that, you know, the next day you were paying attention because you knew at the end of the day you were going to be expected to say something. That's true. (laughs) No, that is true. Yeah, that's where the rhythm and creating habit makes a huge difference. You know, there has been, I think, a bit of a tradition in this congregation and others to, to write notes, cards, thanks to each other. I know some churches even have like mailboxes for everybody in the church, yeah. right? Maybe that's fallen out of practice a little bit, but because yeah. it, it can also be a bit of an exclusive thing when you don't have a box yet or something right. like that. But that that was a way to, to create that rhythm. And yet even thank you note writing has become in some situations a bit of a rote process yeah. too, when, yeah. right? Like almost a, a requirement. Those, those wedding ceremony thank you cards are exhibit a of i have to write 50 of these right and when someone gives you a plunger they still want a thank you card for that plunger (laughs) (laughs) so that's hard it's hard to do thanks in mass i guess is what i'm saying it can become very rote when you do that sure um but when it's specific and targeted and and in the moment i am thankful for for you right now because of this effort mm-hmm. or this kind gesture this is what it evoked from me mm. it, you you matter <laughs> it kind of reminds me of you know, we do in our premarital counseling we do love languages and part one of the love languages is words of affirmation i think part of what is that love language is being recognized and noticed for who you are and things that you do is a central piece of that. And I think to a certain degree, all of us need that, whether or not we would highlight it as our top love language. But to express 
appreciation is to say, you matter in my life. And the fact that you are here does something to my existence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of the persons in scripture that is really good at doing this is Paul, actually. For as much as he is sometimes um, critical and quick to name faults, he's also really good at naming gratitude. Mm-hmm. He often opens his letters with words of thanksgiving. Like, I thank my God every time I think of you because of your work in the gospel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Greets people by name. Greets people by name. That The last chapter of the book of Romans, chapter 16, verses 1 through like 15, is him listing specific names in the church in Rome. Uh, he he kind of says it as a greet so-and-so because they did this. You know, there's a couple of times where he says the word thanks, but most of the time he's not specifically using that word. But what he's doing is naming people and what they've done on behalf of him or that particular community. And so it's a whole list of names and gratitude for what they do to support and undergird the work of the gospel and the work of the church. I love that he balances in some ways to encourage people to be their better selves mm-hmm. while at the same time undergirding it with, and this is what it looks like to be your best self. And I give thanks for these persons and what they do in the community. Now, his his letter to the church in Rome is, as a church that he didn't start and most of his knowledge of the church is, is secondhand. And so it could be that he's establishing a little bit of authority by like name and names, mm, mm. <laughs> but even so uh, he is very specific in what exactly he's naming. He talks about Phoebe who's a deacon and she has been a benefactor for many He names others who have like risked their lives for Paul, um, who've provided particular leadership in the church. And so in some ways, you know, he is making sure that they understand his kind of intimate connection with that church to kind of give them a sense of authority. But he's also modeling for us some really helpful ways to give thanks for people for specific things that they do in the church and how it impacts that community. And you, I mean, I remember these letters were most likely read publicly. Yeah. That's so right. the whole congregation was hearing this. That's right. Yeah. Um, it was not only an expression of Thanksgiving, but it was a public expression yeah. of Thanksgiving in a way that both like highlighted those persons in the community, but then showed how, expressions of thanksgiving can be done mm-hmm. in a in a thoughtful way well next week we'll talk about uh, expressing thanksgiving for what will be but we welcome feedback and further conversation in the meantime if you'd like to reach out to us feel free to message us at coffee with the pastors podcast at gmail.com until next time this has been coffee with the pastors live for the glory of god and our neighbor's good The primary purpose of this podcast is for conversation and faith exploration. It is intended for private, non-commercial use and does not necessarily reflect the opinion of any agency or organization.